Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoyed today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. What happened to December? Christmas is only six days away, and my world, and I know for many of you, your world just seems to be spinning really fast right now. And we've been in this conversation, this message series about called Rejoice, and the idea, the hope, is that in the midst of this crazy month, that we can be grounded in God's truth. And the Paul wrote this a letter to the church in Philippi, and he said this, Philippians 4, beginning verse 4, he says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is near. And he's saying, be full of joy. He says, all the time, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what's happening in your life, you were created to be full of joy. You were made to persevere. No matter the highs, no matter the lows, how do you rejoice in uncertainty and in pain and when your circumstances aren't what you thought they should be. I mean, joy, it's not getting what you want, it's appreciating what you have. Joy, it isn't always the easiest choice or the obvious choice, but joy is a choice. Paul says, rejoice in God always. Let me say it again, rejoice. You can choose joy anytime, anywhere, any way because your heavenly Father is near. Then he continues, verse 6, he says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He's done. He says, don't worry. Don't be stressed. Instead, escape your worry by what? By prayer. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. He's like, pour out your heart to God. He says, don't be worried. Instead, escape your worry with what? Gratitude. Despite the uncertainty of our lives and the world around us, despite the pressures that we place on ourselves, as followers of Jesus, we are directed to release our anxiety and worry to God. And when we do, we don't have to lie awake at night. Our shortness of breath can be replaced by life-giving rest, and we can experience a peace that goes beyond my human understanding. And Paul says the results, verse 7, is that you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand, and His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Peace. God's peace that guards your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Guards your mind. Paul continues that thought, thinking about the mind, but thinking about thoughts. Verse 80 says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep doing it. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Fix 
your thoughts. This past spring, we did a message series around the idea of thoughts in mind called Battle in the Mind, and it was powerful, and I received tons of feedback, but, but it also affected me personally. See, it's, it's been a hard couple of years, and here was the principle that we talked about then that's true now. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. I mean, if you want to know where your life is headed, if you want to know the direction of your life, just examine your thoughts. Now, this could be real good news or, or bad news, but for many of us, this is scary because we have so many toxic thoughts. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not. And most of life's battles, most of your battles are won or lost in your mind. And this is, this is so important because every thought matters. All of your thoughts, they matter. They matter because what comes into your mind, the thoughts that come into your mind, they actually come out into your life. And, and you can't have a positive life if your mind is full of negative thoughts. And if you don't control what you think, you'll actually never be able to control what you do. And the cold hearted reality is your life, the life you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think and what you think determines who you become. And that's why Paul in this section, he's saying, listen, brothers and sisters, this is important. One final thing, fix your thoughts. Fix them on what? What is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Fix your thoughts. The idea here is to focus, focus, zoom in on, focus on what is true and honorable and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable, and excellent, and worthy of praise. Focus on these things. In fact, a, a different English version of Philippians 4, 8 is this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate. Let's look at that word a minute. Meditate. Meditate. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of, of the word meditate? The idea of meditation. Right? For, for many of us, you, maybe you, you picture the idea of sitting on a mat with your legs crossed going, mm. or, or maybe uh, the thought of, of your phone, right? There's thousands of apps that you can get from the app store that lead you into mindfulness. I mean, is meditation some kind of new age thing? Is it becoming one with the universe? Is it some kind of Jedi mind trick? No, I, I think meditation is simply this. It's to engage in mental exercise, to focus one's thoughts. That's the key. Focus one's thoughts. Joshua 180 says, keep this book of the law Always on your lips, meditate, there's a word on it, day and night, so that you'll be careful to do everything written. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Psalms 1, 1, 2, and 2. Blessed is the person who obeys the law of the Lord. They don't follow the advice of evil people. They don't make a habit of doing what sinners do. They don't join those who make fun of the Lord and His law. Instead, the law of the Lord gives them what? Joy, Keyword. They think about, meditate, His law when? Day and night. Psalms 119, 15, I will meditate, I will focus on your precepts and contemplate your 
ways. Psalms 1, 43, 5. I remember the days of long ago. I what? Meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. See, Eastern meditation is this idea of emptying your mind. But, but biblical or Jesus meditation is, is a flip. It's actually to fix your mind or to focus your mind on truth. Focus on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what? What is true? What is honorable? What is right? What is pure? What is lovely? What is admirable? Think about, focus on things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Fix your mind. Focus your mind. Here's what Paul is saying. He's got to say, you've got to focus on, on the truth, things that are right, things that are pure, things that are of God, things that are from God. Now, let me just try to get really practical here with you because, again, the goal is transformation, right? The goal for you and for me is for God to change us, to transform our minds, to renew our minds, right? To, to fix our thoughts or to focus our thoughts. Now, we, we've talked about this before, but, but inside all of us is, is what's called the RAS, and, and it's the reticular activating uh, system, right? And it's at the base of your brain, uh, brain stem, there's this cluster of nerves, and it's in that part of your brain that's responsible for what gets noticed and what gets ignored, right? Every day, there's millions of stimuli flying at you and me all the time, and if you paid attention to everything, you would go crazy, so the RAS, the reticular activating system, it, it sifts through the millions of people, pieces of sensory data being sent at your brain and determines what is it that you notice and what is it that you don't notice. I mean, you've seen this, right? Have you ever noticed that, that when you go buy a piece of clothing, say you go buy a shirt, then all of a sudden you have a category for that, for that shirt. And then all of a sudden now you start seeing it, like, oh, wow, that shirt's everywhere, I see it. Or, or if you go buy a car, and you'll begin to notice up and down US-1, wow, there's a car just like mine. You see it everywhere. You, you weren't noticing it before because you didn't have a category for it, but, but now you have a category for it. So think about this. Meditate. Fix your thoughts. How you're designed, how I'm designed, how we're wired right? What we're doing when we focus on the things of God, what is true, is we're creating a category for it. We're training our mind to focus, to focus on truth, to focus on what is right, to focus on what's good, to focus on the things of God, the things that, that are true and right, the things that God declares to be truth. And here's what you already know. You already know this. Focus is a skill. It, it's a learned skill. If I just go to neutral, right, if I just go to default, what happens? My mind drifts, right? I begin to drift, and my mind begins to drift toward negative. My, my mind begins to drift toward lies. I, I begin to, to, to have these toxic thoughts, like, like, well, I just can't. I'm a mess, or, or oh, not me. I'm just, oh, woe is me, pity party. I don't need help, right? And, and what, what Paul is saying here is, is we've got to shift. We've got to change that we've got to we got to fight for or we got to focus on or we got to train our minds toward God's truth. Just like if you wanted to train your body, right? You're like, well, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to get stronger, right? What do you do? You exercise, right? You work out, you, you, you eat things, you put things in your mouth that are healthy for your body. Well, the same is true for your mind and my mind, right? What Paul is saying is that you can train your mind. In fact, he would probably say it stronger. You must train 
your mind. If you want to be healthy, if you want to be whole, if you want to be who God created you to be, you have to train your mind. And so question one is, what are the lies that, that you're feeding or what are the lies that are holding you back? I mean, what is it in your head that, that is toxic thinking and, then, and that it's negative? It's like, well, I'll never get out of debt, or I'm always going to struggle with my health, or I'm just going to never find a meal. I just can't overcome this addiction, or I'll never feel close to God. He can't really love me. I mean, I've, I've made too many mistakes. I've hurt too many people. And why is everyone else so gifted and talented, not me? Or I'm never going to get married, or I'm never going to find purpose and meaning. What is it? What are the lies that you believe, that I believe? What, what are we? We've got to identify them. Now, this isn't necessarily fun, but what is it that, that when you're just left to neutral, what is it that your mind drifts toward? Identify it. Like, name it, claim it, own it. Then once we do that, step two is, what is God's truth that demolishes that lie? Demolish the lies with truth. Now, this is not some Jedi mind trick kind of idea. This is, we're talking about truth from God's word. We're talking about truth from God, not made up something. But if, if to stop the lies, you've got to replace them with the truth. And, and we've, got to, we've got to look and we've got to engage that from God's word. We've got to know it. We've got to internalize it. Right? So, so this, is, this is your assignment. If you want to change the way you think, Right? If you want to fix your thoughts, right, you identify the lie. What are the lie or the lies that I believe? And then what does God say about it? What are the lies that I believe? And, and what does God say about it? Okay? And then the third step is then we're going we're gonna to declare, we're going to write a, a truth from God's word, and, and we're going to write a declaration over it. So the lie, the truth, and we're going to declare over it. Now, this is a practice that I do most mornings, that I, that I have I've identified lies that are in my life, I, I've gotten truth from God's Word, and I declare God's truth over it. I start my day that way so that I can start living with God, right? <laughs> All right, so declare the truth, right? And uh, I mean, identify the lie, declare the truth, uh, and then we go that way. So here, here's an example. Uh, I hear this one sometimes. Why is everyone else so much more talented than me? Okay, that's the lie. Well, they're, they're talented and I'm not. Well, the truth is I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and because of Jesus, I, God says I'm his masterpiece, and I'm more valuable than the finest piece of art God prepared a long time ago. Here, here's another one I hear sometimes. like The lie. People are out to get me. They're just going to hurt and let you down. Well, no, actually, God is for me. Who can be against me? My God is working all things for my good. I am more than a conqueror. Through Jesus who loves me and gives me strength. You see how that works? You identify the lie, right? You demolish it with God's truth, and you declare that truth. You declare that truth out loud over the lie. And friends, for some of us, this is going to take time. This is going to take, take practice over and over again. I've been doing it now for months, and I'm telling you, it's going to be daily for years declaring the truth. Now, for some of you who feel far from God, and maybe you would just say, Greg, I just don't even know where I stand with God. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of doubts. I'm not sure. I mean, is God even really there? Does he really love me? I mean, you're cool, great message or whatever, but I don't know. I just don't know. I've messed up. I've hurt people. Here's the truth. God loves you, and there is nothing you can do to earn his love. And there is nothing you can do to make him love you less. He loves you. 
And he loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to earth. He was born of a virgin. Celebrate at Christmas, right? He lived the perfect life. He taught, he healed, but best of all, he demonstrated a different way to live. He demonstrated other. And then, as the act of ultimate sacrifice, he gave his life for you. He died on a wooden cross for you. For you, because he loves you. Not because you earned it, but for you. To cover all your lies, to cover your toxic thoughts, to cover your pain, to cover your sin, so that when you call on his name, you will find hope and life and salvation in him. And my prayer today is that you would call out to him, that you would surrender to his grace, surrender to his love, reject the lie and replace it with truth. Call out to him. Make him the the leader of your life today. Find Jesus. Now, for some of us who are followers of Jesus, who are are chasing Jesus, who are trying to explore faith, I, I want to declare some stuff over you. I want to declare truths that are from God's word. And here's some truths for you. You are strong and mighty. You have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling inside of you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. Hey, friends, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're not your past. You're not what you did. You are what God says about you. And he says you are forgiven. He says you are redeemed. He says you are free. You're not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. The weapons you fight with are not the weapons of the world. You have divine power to demolish lies. You have the mind of Jesus directing your thoughts. You have the word of God guiding your steps. Worry, stress, anxiety is not your master. Your trust is in God. His peace, what? It guards your hearts. It guards your minds. It guards your soul in the name of Jesus. Your God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but instead the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. God is your helper. He gives you everything he needs. He lets you lie down in green grass. He leads you beside quiet waters. He gives you new strength. Even though you walk through hard times, God is with you. He will comfort you. His goodness and his love will follow you all the days of of your life. You're not a slave to your habits. You're not a prisoner to your addiction. You have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's light. Your God will bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. And Paul says, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate you from God's love, not death, nor life, nor angels, or demons, nor fears for the day, or worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate you from God's Love, no power in the sky above or on the earth below. Instead, nothing in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ. Why does this matter? Because most of life's battles, most of your battles, are won or lost in your mind. But here's the good news for you. Here's the good news for me. Through Jesus, there is hope. You, you, you can identify the lies the toxic, negative thoughts that you believe and that I believe. We can can demolish those lies with truth. Truth from God's word. Not made up something, not some, some 
uh, self-help speak, but truth from God's word. We can demolish, and then we can declare that over, and through that, friends, you and I can find healing and life and power and meaning and purpose through who Jesus made us to be. You were created. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you. He formed you in his mother's womb. It is not an accident. You were created on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. God has a purpose and meaning in your life. There is reason. There's reason to your personality. There's reason to your talents and gifts. There's reason to who you are, how you're shaped, how you look, what you do. There is reason to all of it. There's meaning and purpose in all of that. If you could just step in and be who God created you to be, experience his love, and let that just flow through you as you love those he puts in your path. God, thank you so much. That Paul tells us that we can rejoice in all circumstances. Thank you that Paul tells us we don't have to worry. We just don't have to be stressed and anxiety. Instead, we can just unload it on you. We can just give it to you and turn our hearts, our minds toward thankfulness and gratitude. Man, I've been blessed. And God, thank you for the words that we can fix our thoughts. We can focus, meditate our thoughts on truth and what is right and what is pure and what is from you. And God, when we do that, the result, your promise that you said is then the result of that, the, the, the peace of God will just overwhelm and overflow us and exude. It just pours out of us. So God, thank you this, this Christmas week that, that there is hope and life and truth and health in you. And we can pray this boldly only because of Jesus. And it's his, in his name that I do pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.